Welcome to Sugar We're Going Down Podcasting, a Fallout Boy podcast where we go track by random ass track until we die. My name is Caitlin, and joining me until we die is Joe. Hello, my name is Joe. I don't know how long it takes for you to read that intro, but whatever amount of time that is, I've spent that plus now this amount of time thinking about whether or not I want to use this platform to call out friend of the show, Chris Hutton. (laughs) Uh, Please! (laughs) The thing is, Chris Hutton, dear, dear friend, love him so much. He said a thing on Twitter I didn't agree with, um, which means I now have to use my in any public platform I have to disagree with him, um, and then <laughs> create Was some sort of discourse. The disco thing? Yeah, yeah. He. It, <laughs> the thing is, as I was thinking about it, I was like, "There's nothing to say other than I disagree." <laughs> it's just it's skin deep. because uh, they had tweeted the the shift uh, that f- both bands. Panic of the Disco and Fall Out Boy have had to make uh, their words vapid pop music. They think that Panic does it better, and I think I disagree. Um, I feel like every Panic of the Disco song sounds the same <laughs> uh, now that it's just Brendan Urie. And I realized listening to this song, which is a bop, by the way, it's a Frosty Royal Milk Tea, I realized the big thing I like, Andy Hurley's a really good drummer, and that's that that will significantly put fallout boy above panic at the disco eternally also for all the shitty things pete wentz has put in a song never once has it used manifest destiny uh t- to do it that's true so i'll give i'll, give, I'll, give, that. P- I'll give pete points for that points i don't for being i i i, I still that. don't know if like i don't know if it's better or worse it's just one of those things where everybody kind of sucks <laughs> I mean, like, I like the way that New Panic sounds better than I like the way mm. New Fall Out Boy sounds. We've been over this. We have. But, you know. <laughs> we're not having this conversation again, is the moral of that. We certainly will have this conversation again, is the uh, moral. Uh, not, we'll bring anyway, Chris on the show, and we'll talk. Anyway, My, Chris, I love you. You're right. I, I love Chris. I think It's not your wrong. fault that Joe's like this. Um, I mean, everyone has different tastes. It's fucking arbitrary. Uh, but it absolutely is, yeah. I, I, I do think, as much as both bands have evolved from, like, pop-adjacent, emo-influenced shit in the mid-2000s to radio pop uh, in the late uh, aughts or, or late tens or whatever, I, I do think as much as that transition is very similar, uh, they are vastly different uh, projects, despite... I, it's like it's weird because I'm like, yeah, they're both popbacks, but I feel like they're doing different shit, even if it really doesn't seem that different. Anyways, thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> and today we're gonna talk about "Stay Frosty, Royal Milk Tea," which is the opener on Mania, their most recent record. I think it's like a year old now, which feels bizarre. Yeah, it yes, came out January. last year, so that checks out. Yeah, it turned it turned a year old in January. And now we're, we're here to talk about the opening track, which is this only the second. No, we talked about Champion. Um, so this is our third Mania track. Uh, last of the real ones being track two. So this is how the record starts. Which my first question is, why? It starts right away. It just gets right the fuck into it.
many memories getting in the way of me. I'm about to go down your heart and on the whole world to me. It, uh, it's, I, I don't know if heavy is the right word for how this song sounds, but it's aggressive. It's definitely aggressive, I think is like the better word. Cause it's not, it's not quite heavy, but it is very like, mm-hmm. just fucking ready to go right off the bat. Yeah, it really, uh, it really uses its, its lower registers. Got a lot of bass, got a lot of kick. I do think the drums in this track are killer a killer dream you might say <laughs> god damn it uh it's it's trying to set this tone of like the the higher points of mania as the album um attempts to present sonically i don't know what the title means no one it doesn't no, mean anything. no one does <laughs> i think uh unrelated i think they ended up naming the llamas stay frosty and royal milk tea yeah i think i think you had said Remember that, that. Yeah, remember the llamas? Remember those? Remember that? Remember the lawsuit where they got sued for using the llamas too much? That's wild yeah. to me. Like, if someone makes a fur suit for a furry, they're not gonna be like, "Hey, you're wearing that a little too much, dog." Granted, not every time you wear a fur suit are you making money off of it, unless you're like Sonic Fox, in which case, maybe, because it does make him more powerful and better at video games to be a furry in a fur suit, but. Where the fuck do you want to start? <laughs> I we ask this. I feel like every episode we're like, where do we start? Mm-hmm. The second line of this song is, "I'm I'm about to go Tanya Harding on the whole world's knee." We could start there. Yeah, that's a sir is a line. It sure is. How you feel about that? I don't know. I don't really want to get into like Tanya Harding discourse. Tbh. I, to be, I know nothing about Tanya Harding like, discourse. I think. So all I know about Tanya Harding discourse is that she fucking, like, you know, she she had her disgrace in the Olympics or whatever. Remember, they did I, Tanya, and they kind of, like, I don't want to say they rehabbed her image, but they definitely gave more of a her side of the story. Sure. And then I, I've seen a lot of people being like, you shouldn't, like, try to redeem Tanya Harding because what she did is still terrible. And I'm like, I mean, from what you can tell... Mm-hmm. It's it's a pretty big gray area on that one. What I read in um this annotation, which I, I I think I don't know if it's um intentionally done this way or if it's just a stretch. Um, because there's another song on this record called "Young and Menace," which I am excited to get to. Uh, but in that song, Patrick sings, "Oops, I did it again," and this is why I said last episode every <laughs> Fall Out Boy album needs. Uh, Britney Spears reference because it's true. It is true. But Check our Twitter. Just, it's true. It is true. Work bitch. And in this annotation, it is uh, suggesting that Follow Boy is using uh, these references to public images or public people breaking down and like doing things. Um, and like this, like the Tanya Harding reference and then the Britney Spears reference also doing that because Britney Spears had her big thing, mm-hmm. which considerably is. I feel like two different things um, for a lot of reasons, but 
I don't know if that's really what they're doing. Um, because we we literally just talked about this in the last episode with how often they just like to reference things. Um, and and do things, and sometimes they're relevant, and sometimes they're abracadabra. So, <laughs> yeah, who could know? Um, apparently that I Tanya movie came out really close to this record, and they were like, "Hey, what's up with that?" And Pete was like, "I don't know. I just wrote. A, I don't know what's gonna happen." So. <laughs> it's like it's a coincidence. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, not everything I write's about a fucking movie. God, just most of it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so this, this song starts off right away with those, um, there's some sort of chugs, and he, Patrick singing about night vision coming to life. I like the intro, like, I like the, the music mm-hmm. intro. I, I, yeah, I do think this song shreds, and, like, like, this record, I've been listening to Mania lately, and I, and I do think, like, I remember saying, like, one of these days I'm gonna have to decide whether or not I like this record. I feel like comparably to American Beauty, like, there's no song on Mania that I think, this song is the reason I don't think this record is good. Like, a lot of the stuff that I thought was annoying to me before has grown on me, one of which is in this song. Another one I can't fucking wait to get to uh, when we roll a different... When we roll... There's so many songs on this record that I'm like, I can't wait to roll it and talk about it with you. It's very... (laughs) Like, this is very much them on their bullshit, but in, like... Not the fall you do way, but still in a way that I, I think I appreciate. Mm-hmm. It's just had to, has had to grow on me. And lately I've been in a very, like, pop, jammy mood. So there's that. Um, I've, I've gone a bit from, like, my, my, my critical cane shaking to just something slap, you know? I think it's Old Town Road. I think Old Town Road did it to me. Oh, my God. A public menace, honestly. I disagree. <laughs> I haven't even listened to it. I'm just tired of seeing it he's on my the, timeline. He's got the horses in the back, Caitlin. I come on. Okay, sure. Wrangler on his booty. I would rather die than listen to country music. <laughs> so, oh, it's a bop. It, it, I'm sure it is. <laughs> Thank you for your support. Um, this this isn't about that. This is about Fallout Boy. Although I would not be surprised if they remix cover. That song or work with Lil Nas X on the next record because they are very much on that shit. Oh yeah, they're absolutely gonna have him on the next record. I, I get that check, Lil Nas, or tell him to fuck up. Although you did work with Billy Ray Cyrus, so who knows? Yeah, who could say honestly? Whomst among us could know? So verse one, I think I got too many memories getting in the way of me, which that's pretty self-explanatory. I think it ties back to the like sort of chorus and overall theme of the song which is i don't know do the thing i think it's do the thing yeah i guess i don't yeah he's stuck night vision so stuck night vision but he's about to come to life or he buddy comes to life what does that mean what is i'm stuck night vision you just you just only see that like weird green shit like i guess so i don't know i don't know what's stuck He's I, maybe he's like I, I don't know because like if he's like I'm stuck comma night vision I'm like all right what's a night vision a metaphor for what's a ref, what's it a reference to then the next line is just so stuck night vision I'm like all right I no longer have an idea of what you're getting at but regardless he comes to life wake me up can't wake up <laughs> fuck off I don't know what night vision means I don't I don't eat I don't. I got nothing. The genius annotation, genius.com, please sponsor us. 
uh, ref says it. Um, it's similar to a line on West Coast Smoker. Hey, we've talked about that song. Some when a lyric on that song, infrared scope on pointlessness. Um, and it says an infrared scope is used for night vision. I don't know if that's true. I feel like infrared is a different thing. Yeah, I feel like infrared is the red. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, night vision. I guess infrared is just a type of like light wave or something. Listen, we've that. watched Ghost Adventures. Uh, I I haven't. Have you? Once. Once. I saw the scene about the goat. That was really good. <laughs> where the goat he the goat man took his vision. That's why yeah. he wears glasses. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny. But every time they use night vision, it's like green. So I don't think that infrared yeah. and night vision are the same thing. I once I once played a James Bond video game, and in that the night vision was green. So that's probably real. Uh huh. I don't know. I'm not a light doctor. So. <laughs> oh god. I if you know what so this much. lyric means, tweet us at SWGDPod on Twitter. Hashtag FOBCast. If you also, if you know the difference between night vision and infrared, let us we, know. We will not look it up. It's late at night. I got the sleepies and I'm moving on to the pre-chorus. Some princes don't become kings. That's probably true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess if you're like the second son and your brother yeah, lives. Statistically, I don't know. Is this is this about Game of Thrones? I don't watch it. Is that what I that's about? I don't Princess watch it anymore. Kings? I have no idea. Um, I don't know about any any princes and or kings. This annotation does a lot of work about if it. What if it's about the musician formerly known as Prince? And but like the thing is, it starts with there's a possibility that this <laughs> lyric alludes to a clay musician Prince, but then it like. You put so much fucking work into this possibility that I'm just like, all right, cool. <laughs> but I don't know. It's about like some people don't do the thing, <laughs> you know? Yes, I mean some people, some people don't. Some people never have to do the thing. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. Uh, even at the best of times, I'm out of my mind. Says Pete in the voice of Patrick. Patrick's like this big ventriloquist doll. Yeah. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's like, and, um, and what were those Goosebumps books? Night of the Living Dummy or whatever? Yeah. And that's he's like, Patrick. He's like that, but like less mm -hmm. scary. No, Patrick's adorable. Even with that like hat that if anyone else wore, I'd make fun of them for. Patrick I gets mean, away I'll with it. I mean, I'll still make fun of him for it. It was a bad choice. Uh, it was, it was the mid 2000s. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, Probably did the same shit in the mid-2000s. God, probably same, but my face isn't all over the fucking internet. We've all been young, gay, and stupid, Caitlin. I'm still all three of those things. <laughs> yeah, we're both, we're both young on the scale of youngness. But I was younger then. That's how time works. <laughs> As well, man. Have you ever, uh, what's, what's that motherfucker's name? Uh, Mitch Hedberg. My favorite, one of my favorite Mitch Hedberg bits uh, was... He, he he doesn't, or it's like, I don't know why people always say this is a picture of me when I was younger. He's like, that's how pictures work. They're all you when you were younger. <laughs> Show me a picture <laughs> of you when you were older and I'll be fucking shocked. <laughs> oh. This is a tangent, but Joe, have I ever showed you my uh, high school pictures that no one believes are me? I, I saw you tweet one and yeah, it genuinely looks like a different human being. Yeah. Although, 
um same i was so skinny when i was in high school that it's like looking at it now it's like concerning yeah I'm just, oh i had cigarettes for legs <laughs> you only get what you grieve what the f what does that mean uh pete, what does any of this mean pete what does that mean all right so all right i'll start over <laughs> <laughs> with this whole <laughs> uh, restart, restart the podcast welcome to sugar we're going down you can't podcasting. do the intro joe that's my job take us to our grave uh that's the pre-chorus the pre-chorus says some princes don't become kings even at the best of times i'm out of my mind you only get what you grieve all right starting to change gears maybe that's the next line maybe the next line will connect it all back and i'll understand no, it says, are you smelling that shit? Twice? And then he says, all do resistance. Okay. Caitlin, what the fuck does this mean? Nothing, it's just... It's... I'm glad we've completely just quit trying on this show. Um, I, just, we, I, and, don't, and, I don't know what to do, Joe. This is nothing. We're at an impasse. I mean, I paid thousands of dollars to learn to do close readings, and this is just nothing. <laughs> Oh, dude, resistance, though. Uh, it's a play on words, apparently. Um, How so? Uh, other words, like cologne. Or I perfume. mean, I get that it's supposed to be cologne. That doesn't make it a play on words. Well, hold on. Let me finish the annotation. I might bring it home. As such, this line is referring to the quote-unquote smell of resistance. Get it? It's a play on the the other French phrase, piece de pay, piece de resistance. You know that one. Uh, this seems like a stretch. This really I mean, seems like a stretch. I I mean it is really just combining two different French phrases. I mean I mostly like. Is it actually supposed to be piece de resistance, or is it just like the fact that resistance is a word? Like you know what I mean. Ah, uh, good question. Like, I don't know if this is actually. I feel like they're really being generous with this, and I'm like, mm. mm -hmm. like I get, like it's supposed to be like a smells like Teen Spirit thing, but eh. I would like to read this next annotation because I don't know what the fuck it means. <laughs> God, which one? It's no, it's just the next fucking paragraph on this. Oh, the phrase also directly translates to resistance water which adheres to the wave aesthetic used throughout the album. This theme has appeared on the album cover. There is a wave on the album cover. Lyrical themes and songs and other songs. Uh, and then there's just this huge quote from, I don't know who, but the gentle pull of a tide that rolls over and over again. And by the sheer nature of its essence, it becomes an indestructible will ripping. Oh, an sorry. An indestructible, indestructible will ripping out sand, eroding what was before it without a care, a transformational monster. Be I, I hate this. <laughs> yep. Is, is, is bad. An overdose of dopamine. I don't like it. Whomstever wrote it. Yeah, I don't Pete. like that. I think there's just a lot of words about nothing. All, yeah, um, man. <laughs> so here's the, here's the thing, though. Thumbs up or thumbs down when Patrick says, are you smelling that shit twice?
I don't know. <laughs> I I want to laugh at it because it's yeah. fucking silly. It's not, like, the silly, it's not the silliest thing on this record. And I don't hate it. I definitely did at first, and now it has definitely grown on me. Yeah, like it's fine. Even the even the French. Yeah, I don't it's it's fine. Like I So impartial. Ugh, I don't know. I don't have strong feelings on that one. I thought I would more, but I just I'm more upset that I don't have stronger feelings on it, honestly. Mm. It's kind of just there. I feel like you only get what you grieve should be about something. Like, I feel like those words mean something, but I have no fucking clue what it means in this context. Yeah, but, like, the way that they're situated, it doesn't... Yeah. There's no way to know. All right, so some princes don't become kings. You don't... Sometimes you dream, or sometimes you're set up for something. That's the thing about princes. It's not even just, like, you don't always get what you want, kid. It's, like... Sometimes you are set up for success and you are passed over or something. Or, I don't know. I don't want to get into the fucking monarchy politics here, Pete. But some princes don't <laughs> become kings. Even at the best of times, I'm out of my mind. And it's like, alright, sure, is that why you didn't become a king, Pete? And then you only get what you grieve. What? What, indeed. Yeah, you... Okay. Um... Typically, when you're grieving, it's something you don't get. <laughs> like, ugh. insert Pete annotating our episode. That's the point. Makes you think. We live in a society. Smell of resistance. Uh, the chorus begins uh, in, in what is definitely the gym workout tape loud in your car while you're driving to high school jam. The only thing that's ever stopping me is me. Hey, times two. If I am ever in a situation in which the actual only thing stopping me is me, I'll be lucky. <laughs> if that was, if the only thing <laughs> in my life that was opposing me from one thing I would like to gain was just me. I, I, I got a lot of privilege. I don't have that much privilege. Well, and I mean, like, I get the sentiment, but... I I get the sentiment. The the sentiment is unself aware of that. It feels like because the sentiment is just like if I if I'm just like you know if I am cool if I get over whatever's whatever sad feels I have I can yeah. accomplish things. I guess I was tying it into like the the like weird meta mental health commentary that this record seems to be going after. Yeah, but I feel like that's so reductive. Yeah, no, absolutely it is. I'm not saying that it's not, because it one hundo is, but mm -hmm. like I like that's I'm like, I get what you're trying to do, but you're doing it uh badly. Yeah, and it's it's very much like if if this if this song was exclusively thought about about like for the demographic it's for, I'm like, yeah, no, it I feel like it nails that. But like when they're actually connecting it to real things, I'm like well, hold on a minute. I think this need a little bit more nuance. Because often, it's not as simple as just stop stopping yourself. Uh, and then the other chorus, and then the rest of the chorus, you know, like, you know, you know how we love it when Pete talks about fame uh -huh. in, in his life? Uh, mm -hmm. The chorus ends with, if I testify, if I die in my sleep, then know that my life was just a killer dream. Yeah. 
Man, I liked this song more when I didn't look up the lyrics because I thought he was saying a kid in a dream. And I was like, all right, yeah, that ties shit in. I like that. I like that's a thing that you don't talk about as much, even though I know he's talked about it. But my life was just a killer dream is way more boring. <laughs> yep. Pete Wentz dream theory confirmed. <laughs> God. I feel bad because I'm not saying that much, but it's genuinely just like. None of this is anything. It's like, it's like LaCroix. <laughs> They're like, this is, this is homeopathy of me, of lyricism. You take lyrics, run it, you run water over it. And then you say that water has the same qualities as the lyrics that it passed over. And you do that like six more times. And then you say like, oh yeah, there's still meaning in there. And no, no, there's not. <laughs> it is, it is now empty. And I, and I don't may even not be uh, drinking a Lacroix right now. That's fine. I just, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> what's uh, the water bouncing off a lemon peel? And it's like, yeah, that's that's Lacroix. My favorite one is the um, drinking Lacroix is like drinking water and having someone yell the name of the fruit in the other room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There it is. It's fruit adjacent Lacroix. So. I, and I don't even think this song is necessarily meaningless. Like, I think um, All Things Considered is cohesive. Like, it, it is about one thing, and most of the lyrics tied back about that thing. But it is super, super unnuanced of um, where it tries to connect those things to over the theme of the record. It's so surface level, lyrically. Which is, I think, fine with me because it, I think it jams so hard. Like, it doesn't... Like, this song is not meant to be super deep. Whether Pete thinks it is or thinks it's supposed to be or not, I think it's perfectly fine as it is because it's just, like, it it jams hard. It's got things you can yell along to. It's vaguely motivational. Uh, it opens up the record and it sets a tone. And some yeah. princes don't become kings, you know? Sometimes it be like that. Mm-hmm. You only get what you grieve. You know, you know what they say. The, the fucking age-old uh, proverb. <laughs> You only go to grief. Uh, second verse seems like the whole damn world went and lost its mind. I actually do like the second lyric. All my childhood heroes have fallen off or died. I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fake tears, real living, fake tears. But the alcohol never lies. Never lies. Never. Alcohol has never lied to me. Realize, realize, realize. So I don't know what fake tears, real living, fake tears mean. I don't know what, like, like I, I, those words mean things. It conveys a mood in what it's talking about and then follows it up with alcohol never lies, which is uh, a thing. <laughs> but a I don't really, yeah. I guess because in combination with the, with the all my heroes have fallen off or died, I guess it could be like, a sh like the annotation kind of says it too, but I guess it could be like a shot yeah. at like the way we grieve over. Mm-hmm. People who either end up being assholes or who die. Yeah. Um, there is. I don't think it's actually deep enough of a read to talk about like desensit like being desensitized to it. But like, I think it's like it's the it's it's the Lacroix of a of a metaphor. Lacroix, please sponsor us. Mm -hmm. They're saying such nice things about your brand. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's a fair reading though. Like. Um, like, like there are fake tears even for real lives. Realize, realize, it loops back around to fake tears because I guess 
if it's trying to talk about a cycle, but the alcohol never lies. Is that just you take the truth and you pour out? Is that what it is? Or I think it's meant to be like, I don't know. It doesn't. Because, like, reading that line on its own, I guess I read it as, like, you know, the whole, like, oh, well, when you're, when you drink, you're, you don't have inhibitions, and, like, who you are when you're drunk is probably, like, closer to who you really are and all that shit, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It doesn't really connect that well with the other reading, so. Yeah, the second verse is a bit more of a mess. Almost entirely just because the last line um, is, is as vague as it is. Or, like, maybe following up fake tears, it has something to do with, like, actually having emotions get to you when you are drinking or turning to it because of whatever's going on. That wouldn't be new for, for Pete to write about. Uh, but then it and then it repeats everything again. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it goes, pre-chorus, chorus. Uh, the bridge is the pre-chorus again, but with some slightly different music. And then it ends on a chorus, uh, but um, the chorus is then followed up by uh, another Are You Smelling That Shit resistance. Some princes don't become kings. Even at the best of times, I'm out of my mind. You only get what you green. Are you smelling that shit? Are you smelling that shit? Yeah, what are you resisting, my guy? Uh, I don't know, but it's, um, smells. You smell that resistance? Do you smell what the rock is cooking? It's the resistance. <laughs> Pete Wentz, welcome to the resistance. Yeah, I mean, that's really it. Like, that's, I don't know what else to really suss out of the lyricism. And I, I think the motherfucker bop. Yeah, no, I like the music part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Pete is trying to say something more with the "No, my life was just a killer dream." Yeah, line, but it doesn't really like. I'm like, it, I feel like it says all the things that it's saying in those words. Yeah, I just know Pete, not personally, but I've read enough of Pete's lyrics where I'm like, yeah, okay, that's a thing you're talking about. Your your life as some sort of dream sequence and you're talking about uh how it would be viewed after you're gone that's that's very pete that's on brand yeah but uh it kind of it kind of says it and then he and then he smells that shit it's resistance yeah i think that's it do you have any closing thoughts on the on the the frosty tea why that's the tea sis that's yep there we go that's it I think we're is done. It, is that, <laughs> just a long silence. <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah, I think that's. I I just I feel part. bad because like yeah I just it's it's just so fucking messy and like not in the fun way. It's just mm-hmm. a mess and like it shreds musically, but mm-hmm. eh. yeah, there, there's a couple lines where it's like 
if you tie it back to them saying something bigger about mental health or their experiences, I'm like, it it feels a little tone deaf and two dimensional. Um, but a lot of the time when I'm listening to post uh, hiatus fallout boy or just fallout boy in general, I'm not actually thinking that deep about it, about the lyrics. So like the song bop. Yeah. It's like a new kind of questionable bop, not in that like it's morally questionable, mm-hmm. but just it's like it's questionable as far as like what the fuck is going on. Yeah, it's like it's a bop and we have some questions. Yep. That we could not necessarily suss out an answer to, but we talked about them for a while. We did. We did. You sound so defeated. Like in a I... different way than you did in the last episode. Yeah, it's just a really different vibe. I just Are like... you recovering? Is are you recovering still? From I American think Beauty? I'm I think I'm defeated by this song because it's just so incomprehensible. Sure. And it's kind of an assault on the senses. Yeah, versus uh, the last one that we did, uh, American Beauty, American Psycho, just fucking sucks. Yeah, it's an assault on the senses because it's bad. Yeah, it's an assault on like me as a person because it's bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas like this one isn't necessarily bad. It's just, it's just it, I just don't understand anything that's happening in it. Yeah. It's I I I think we're f- falling into like trying to find something deeper than what it is, and it's just not there. It's like there's gotta be something. Well, and, and I isn't. just don't even like even looking at it service level. I'm like, what is this though? I don't know. Not all songs mean things. Pete Wentz usually tries to make them make things. Um, and, yeah. and in, in his own way, it probably does. But as I far think as just, like, there's just like those little tidbits of lines where I'm like. Something is there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I can't suss it out, but something's there. And it makes me furious that, like, mm-hmm. I can't figure out, like, any sort of coherent shit. Well, you only get what you grieve. God so. damn it. You're never going to stop saying that now. I'll forget by tomorrow. <laughs> uh, and this episode comes out in, like, two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm writing it down on my Twitter notepad. Oh, fucking course you are. Again, Twitter has drafts, and you're just like, I have a notepad for Twitter. Mm-hmm. Never change. Um, <laughs> uh, I had some pairing ideas, but they, they don't really... I They were kind of just like... I guess it depends on what we talk about. And we didn't really talk about uh, either of those two things. Um, it, something will be there on the Spotify playlist, where I pair non-follow voice songs with follow voice songs. Hey, the pairing this week uh, is actually picked by Caitlin... Uh, so you don't you don't get to complain that it's another Wonder Year song, uh, but Caitlin uh, said to put Hoodie Weather on there if I hadn't picked anything. So Hoodie Weather is on there. Go listen to it. Wonder Year's good. Uh, Caitlin. Yes, Joe. Where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter.com at C G and eight R's, and from there I have a mostly accurate pin tweet that you can check out. I wonder if it'll be accurate by the time. That this comes out. Do you have any Probably plans? Not. <laughs> You're like, nah, fuck it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J. Oh, uh, and I tweet about whatever shows I have coming out. Uh, I think this episode comes out the same week as a two ninety four note streak, which is the show where my friend Riley and I rank sol- swoop not Fallout Boy Guitar Hero songs, songs that were in Guitar Hero. Uh, we have a bracket for that one. Um, so that's happening. And oh, you can follow the show at SWGD Pod. I have to think about it so hard every time. 
I know, me too. <laughs> yeah, SWGD Pod. Mm-hmm. And swig, uh, we shit post the there and also tweet episodes. Mm-hmm. Swing, swing, swing the pond. Oh, wait, I'm going to shout out the person who fucking oh, tried yeah. to fight Fallout Josie for us. Hell yeah, this is going to sound way late because we're recording so far in advance. But It's true. This also happened like in between us recording these two episodes. Yes. But so shout out to uh, Amanda at Amanda is Panda underscore for uh, attempting to find Fallout Josie for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ma- she Amanda. failed, but she tried. <laughs> Ma- yeah, Amanda is a panda underscore. This, they found someone who had a handle of Fallout Josie, but it just wasn't the why, one. Why am we I not surprised for? at how common that could be? Uh, but yes, thank you, thank you for your contribution. The search continues. In, 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 in Find Fallout War. Josie 2019. Mm-hmm. We need that Twitter account. This, this show is hosted on the Orange Ghost Podcast Network. You can find other shows and support the network at theorangegroves.com. And I think that's it. Oh, join the Discord. Yeah, join the, the Orange Groves Discord. The link is in the show notes and on the website. Um, we have it said to review us on iTunes and a grip, but you can do that. That's cool. Yeah, you should. We're good. Yeah, it's true. This episode proved it, probably. Um, <laughs> you can tweet at us or with the hashtag FOBcast or both. I think that's all the things. Okay, Caitlin. Yes, Joe. Is this more than you bargained for yet? I would say yes. <laughs> oh, good to wonder. my head. I'd say yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see you next week with uh, a little bit of a change of pace for us. So, uh, bye. Jory, have you ever watched the anime called One Piece? Yeah, Joe. I watch for a podcast that we do. What? You know, we are watching One Piece. I started watching it so you could rewatch it, and then we talk about it sometimes. I have have no idea what you're talking about. Well, we don't do it super frequently. Once a month at best. Did you forget? We analyze the story and discuss the show's themes, characters, compare it to other media, and how it provides an allegory for real-life politics and events. I, I must have forgotten. What, where can I listen to remind myself? You can listen at the Orange Groves Podcast Network or search for We Are Watching One Piece in your favorite podcast app. What's a podcast? Oh.